All right, guys, it says we're live. <clears throat> this is episode 38, Legacy Farms Coffee Podcast. I have got my background set up. This is my little happy place, uh, or one of my five or 10 happy places in Honduras. This is where we do our sample roasting. Uh, and then we've got our big lab uh, moisture tester back there. Uh, then we've got a small handheld moisture tester. It's called a Agtronics uh, Coffee Pro. And then we've got our Fresh Roast 700. And then on the other side, we have our Hucky 500T. I'm having a little trouble with my directions. How about right there? My Hucky 500T. And we've got, a, I think it's a Bun GH2. Uh, that we do some of our grinding with. And most of the time we've got the Virtuoso uh, from Barraza and we've got the Encore from Barraza and both those have the upgrade kits. So that's generally what we do our coffee stuff with. Uh, next week or maybe later on today, I'll ship or tonight I'll sh shift up. Of course, it's a green screen. Uh, I'll shift that picture over to the cupping table so you can see once the coffee comes from here where it goes to. Uh, it looks like there's a couple of people already on watching. <clears throat> Thanks, guys, for joining us tonight. I am Ashley Williams. I own Legacy Farms Coffee and then Legacy Farms Coffee Roastery in uh, Kansas. And I am currently in Kansas. There was a couple of people that called and I wasn't able to help them. Uh, they said they couldn't find green coffee when uh, they couldn't. They found the green coffee finally, but they couldn't find the prices in cupping and uh and I'm sure they weren't trying to be mean, but he said other other green sellers uh, listed cupping scores and uh, uh, flavor profiles and all that on there. If anybody else is having trouble with the website, if you'd let me know. Uh, I got on my cell phone and went to it and it says green coffee. I clicked on green coffee offerings. Uh, it had a couple coffees. And when I clicked on Limpira Honey, it said, you know, gave a description and the price for the for that. So I didn't have any trouble. Uh, I don't know what else to do with the website other than just go to it from another source. And that's what I did. And today uh, I did it again. So if somebody else is having trouble, please reach out to me. 620-386-4833. Uh, and also, if anybody wants to come on tonight, I don't have a lot on there tonight. So we can talk about uh, pretty much anything. But please do share me. Uh, YouTube at Legacy Farms Coffee 200, Instagram, Legacy Farms Coffee 2010, and Legacy Farms Coffee on Facebook. I'll send out a, uh, a thanks or thanks for joining. We had six people join this week uh, on the Instagram account. That's a pretty good week for us. Not a whole lot new. This is what we call fundraising season. So Lee and I today, uh, the other day I roasted uh, 613 pounds of coffee in one day. That might be a record for us. Uh, today we had to package 300 and something pounds of that uh, for uh, a customer in Topeka. They ordered 600 eight ounce bags. So Lee and I, all we did today was uh, pack bag coffee. I, I filled the bags, she sealed them and she boxed them. So we got 600 bags done today. And then I realized I didn't circle the weight and uh, what we ground them to. So tonight I'm going to open up all of those. I think there's 16 boxes or something like that and circle the little number six grind and eight ounce so that will be all legal smeagle. 
but if you guys could help us share that, if you ever have a fundraising for your church or anything like that, any kind of good cause, we'll try to get behind. Uh, about a week and a half ago, we ran out of coffee. Uh, it was the M2N, which is Marciessa uh, Natural. And it had this cool mango flavor uh, on the flavor profile. And I made a, uh, I made a comment about it. Um, and I know I'll say his name wrong. Let me step out. But one of my customers, Andrew Polman, I hope I said your name right. He, uh, he sent me a box. I opened up the box. And uh, the name of his coffee roastery is Joyful Sound Coffee Roasters. I don't know Psalms 100, but I need to look it up. But look up Psalms 100. That's under his uh, that's under his uh, logo and all. But it is Joyful Sound Coffee Roasters. He sent me Colombia, Brazil, Costa Rica, Mexico, and I'd made the comment that <laughs> that a couple customers bought the last of that M2N. And I never even got to try it. I didn't even get to cup it. And so he roasted me some and sent it to me. So this is, I'm drinking, uh, tonight I'm going to drink some Marciessa Natural, the first lot we ever produced, because uh, we don't do a big lot on the first year of a coffee. And that year was, the, this year, the 2023 season was the first year that the Marciessa was in full production. So I pulled a test lot. Uh, and we we dried it, uh, had it cupped. I think it cupped it's 86 or 87. It was really good cupping, but it had that mango in the uh, the flavor profile. So anyway, I sold him the coffee, then he roasted it and sent it back to me. So brother, if that's not win-win, I don't know what is. But it has uh, mango and ripe fruit. And then he said, uh, he sent me back, I don't know, there might be two pounds in there. Uh, he sent me some of the green coffee that he bought for me and said that I could roast it myself. So, man, I, I appreciate that. Like you don't know. So, uh, I've got on a note over there that I'm going to send him, uh, I'm just cracking open a bag of Ika two, which is the variety, uh, natural. And it has cocoa and ripe fruit as the, uh, flavor profiles on it. And it'll be on the offerings on Monday. So it'll take the place of the Marciessa. And then the following Monday, I haven't dug the bag out yet, but it's going to be a lot of Perinema. Uh, the aromas on it are honey and the flavors are Dulce de Leche, which is, uh, I think it's on Trace Leche's cake. It's like the caramel cream they put on the Trace Leche's, Trace Leche's cake and grapefruit. Those are the flavor profiles on that. Uh, so it's a pretty cool profile. And that's an 88 plus coffee. And so it, give me two weeks and I'll have that online. But Monday, I'm going to have the Ika 2 on. It's the first year we've had uh, really good luck with the Ika 2 profiles and the cocoa and fruit. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to try it. And I had 60 different batches of coffee, so I didn't get to try all of them. I cupped a lot of them, but cupping sort of goes in one side and one air and out the other. You don't really have time to like drink it. And so most of the coffees... I didn't get a chance to drink. Uh, yeah, Barry, it was the night I think you and Patrick were on, Barry. And I said I didn't have much of it. But somebody went on that night 
right while right after the podcast and bought it all. And so, uh, so you guys won't get any, sorry, <laughs> but I'll make sure I get you plenty next year and I'll get you some of this other, uh, Bill's joined online. He's saying, hello, very bizarre. Uh, he has the coolest labels you'll ever find on your coffee. Um, and then Mary's online saying good evening. No, Marv, I'm Merv. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't have on my glasses. I don't like to wear them unless I have to. Uh, it's Wiltshire. I think I said that right. So we're, uh, we didn't have a big podcast tonight. Uh, there wasn't a lot of questions this week, or if there were, I didn't get to a lot of things. Um, like I said, I roasted a lot of coffee on uh, Monday. I ground on Tuesday, and then today we packed it. And so we packed uh, a little over 300 pounds today. So we've got a, we had a pretty big week. So tomorrow they come drive down from Topeka from the water department and pick it up. And I guess it goes into gift bags. So it ended up being 600 little eight ounce bags. So for us, that's a big order. And we got to use our Wayfill machines and uh, some of the fun toys that we have. And uh, it was, it was pretty good. I used my little belt. Uh, I haven't used it much. It's a little belt sealer. So you, you put it on the little sealer and it takes it from you and it runs it down the, the conveyor line and spits it out into a, a bucket or a, we use giant 35 gallon garbage cans. And then uh, Leah, Leah was running that and she was bagging it, uh, boxing it as I was uh, filling it with the Wayfill machine. And the Wayfill machines are pretty cool. It's surprising how they look very cheap built. It's surprising how how accurate they are. Cause I'll keep a set of scales. And every time I think of it, I'll throw a bag on the scale and weigh it. Uh, once or twice it read like 7.99, but other than that, it was like 8.12, 8.17 the whole day throughout 600 bags. So that was, um, that was pretty good, you know, pretty good average. So, uh, we don't worry a whole lot if it's a, 0.99 if if it's 0.01 off i i generally if i can reach in there and throw a throw a handful in i do but that's not a that's pretty close for me as far as i i think i generally think we give people a little bit extra every time so we didn't worry about that too much bill is going to come online he must have brushed his hair or something the last couple of times he hadn't want to come on so any of you guys that want to come on screen i don't have a big agenda tonight we can just talk coffee. Uh, but yeah, Bill, uh, I don't know how to tell you how to get on. Oh, Bill needs a link. All right, let me try to send him the link real quick. It should be on my uh, my Instagram thing, but I, uh, I'm going to have to update my thing. I don't see. Let me find you, Bill. That should be it. Well, no, I think the link I sent you is how to get here. I'm not sure how to uh, to get on screen. Or is that, is that what you need, Bill, to get on? There's Billy's Bean Barn. We are here. All right. Who have you got on there with you? That's my daughter. That's that's Samantha from Samantha Sweetness. Uh, okay. 
I got too many lights on tonight. I can't see the screen. Yeah, the one that you've met. That's this one. <laughs> we had cappuccinos or something together. Yeah. The one we tonight, tried to embarrass uh, your son with. <laughs> I think he might be watching. I'm not sure. I'll have to look. She just ran after I said that. So he probably did too. <laughs> so what color monster are you drinking? Uh, it's the one with no sugar in it. Okay. I think that's most of them. Oh, really? Is it the white one uh, or the blue? Is that like blue? It's white. It says. Yeah. The white one's the best ultra. one. Yeah, I don't really love one. any of them, but I, uh, I've got a couple more hours of work to do tonight. And so, uh, I've, and I've got a couple of coffees to try and I just didn't have time to do a coffee. I let the time slip away. And so I didn't, uh, I didn't get a chance to write down all the week's questions and that good stuff. But, uh, yeah. so how is Samantha's sweetness selling right now? <laughs> good. I got asked the other day, I decided I'm trying to catch up cause I mean, I don't know. I'm sure you've had a great week too. I've had a good week. As I was telling you online, I, I was trying to, I've got that sip and shop thing coming up at work, which we did really well on um, the last couple times. So I was, uh, our last time. So I decided I was going to, um, are you, you're frozen. Are you still with me? Uh, hey, are you back? There. Oh, there you are. You froze for a second. I didn't know if you were still there or not. <laughs> Well, I could I could still hear you though, so I think okay. you're actually online. Yeah, I'm on the wrong Wi-Fi. I'm trying to change that. You're fine. So, um, I've been trying to roast ahead and bagging up because that's coming up on the 10th of November, and I I posted on Facebook like I always do, and didn't expect too much from it. But instead, I've sold like 13 pounds in a weekend. And uh, was not expecting that. And so everything that I roasted to set aside for the sipping shop got sold. <laughs> so I, I went out tonight. I'm caught all up again now. So we'll see. I'm gonna. So everything from this point forward should be in excess for that show, unless somebody wants it, <laughs> then I might sell it again. But Samantha's sweetness, you know, that was Santiago. So it was only 17 pounds. To begin with, and I've sold every bean of it. Every time I roast it, it gets sold out the door. So I, I have tasted one cup of it, and that's it. Everything else has been sold out the door. So. And that's how it happens sometimes. I've had uh, I roasted some bourbon, yellow bourbon, and haven't got a chance to sit down and and try that. And then, like we were talking about that uh, Marciessa, I, I didn't get to try it, so I'm going to try it tonight. But so yeah, it's been it has been a crazy last week or two. And then r- right after I roasted all that, I roasted it's either 513 or 613 pounds. I forget which it was. Uh, I thought I was good to go, had everything for my fundraiser, and then somebody ordered. Uh, uh, I've got a customer that orders 12 five pound bags and uh the order came in i'm like i'm good then he changed the two coffees that he had and which i had neither one of them one of them was the marciessa one of them was perry and 
And so uh, um, the very next morning, I had to fire it up and roast. Uh, you roast a couple of months. But that's a good problem to have. I'm sure not it complaining. Is. It is. It's, uh, it's, it's awesome when you have uh, people uh, people calling you. And it, See, we have I'm a running joke around here. If I want to bring a customer in the door, all I have to do is fix a pot of coffee. And uh, <laughs> and somebody will come in and I won't get to finish my coffee. Yeah, open up the top of it and see. I did some snickerdoodle tonight. I had a customer was asking about it, so we're gonna see how it goes over. Because they went to Starbucks and bought some, and uh, no, it's not. Well, it's not sealed yet either. So we'll wipe it down. So. <laughs> well, I ordered a couple samples. I ordered like a, a milk chocolate, and I ordered a French vanilla. I got an amaretta or something like that. Okay. Uh, you know, they've got those cool little bitty bottles. Yeah. And so I ordered a Here, couple of I'll those. I'll show everybody. Yeah, that's a cool little bottle. I it mean, is. Could, thing weighs a pound. Just a, Yeah, I think it's, it, and it's glass and everything. So Didn't you say it was like two ounces? And they sent it to you free, right? Yeah, it's free charge, no shipping, no nothing. And I think it's three ounces, I think, is what comes in it. So. Yeah. And I don't know, Barry, if you do any, uh, no, or Merv, if you if you guys do any uh, flavoring, but it's uh, I think it's called Flavor Dynamics. I've used three. I've, this is the third company I've gone with, and the reason I went with them is because uh, for my caramel rum crunch, uh, it took less flavoring, uh, and so I got a you know it was just cheaper to do, and yeah. so. And of course, you know, it's like anything else, the more you buy. But right now it's cost me 22 20 to 24 cents a pound to flavor. And so that's not too bad. <laughs> and so for that, we don't even, we don't even change the price of the coffee. And, yeah. and a lot of them, it's like one of my customers does a Brazil and he's only paying like $2 and a half a pound for it or something crazy like that. Oh, wow. So he's, he's actually saving money, you know, and he charges the same price and he's paying a couple bucks less for the coffee. So it's win-win. Yeah. But uh, right now you can get some Brazils fairly cheap. So it's just. Uh, I haven't ventured that yet. I'm almost to the point where like you were, where I'm just like, oh, what's my, what's my coffee I could do? I don't <laughs> my, my flavoring it because I'm, I'm like you. I don't like, I mean, I don't personally do flavoring at all so oh and i want to let you know i'll let you know how this goes this is brielle's breakfast blend right here which i did has my first bit of uh robusta in it cool yeah so i'll see how that goes <laughs> I, I haven't yet done it so it'll be interesting to see how that works so now did you get that robusta from us or is that you from... did no yep yeah, it's the stuff that you sent me so I just, uh, Friday, I go pick up, uh, I just ordered 30 pounds of the, uh, uh, it's an Indian Robusta, and that's what you have. And then I ordered some decaf and stuff like that that, yeah. that I normally get. But those are the only co uh, two coffees. I might buy a bag of that, uh, like a 30-pound bag of the uh, Brazil just to try to flavor it and see yeah. see how it compares. The Robusta I've got, Barry. Barry's asking, uh, how's our Robusta? The Robusta I have on the farm is one plant. And so what I did last year was I harvested the seeds and we made them into seeds. 
or I picked the beans and made them into seeds. And we, uh, I've just got, uh, they're starting next week or the week after to plant about 300 Robusta plants. So in two years, I should have about a thousand Robusta in the farm. But right now we have one. So I've got 300 plants in my nursery. So we're going to plant those plants. And so in two years, we'll have some sampling. But this year I've been trying, and I guess I'm talking to Barry too. Uh, I've been trying some different Robustas because generally they don't taste that great. But the Indian Robusta tasted the best out of everything I tried. And it's probably because it's a lot more expensive than some of the Robustas. Uh, there were some that were like less than $3 a pound. But oh, wow. they, uh, the first one I tried when I, I roasted it, and as soon as I dumped it into the cooling tray, I just I, I let it cool down and I just dumped it out. I said, nothing that smells that bad can taste very good at all. <laughs> and so I just moved on. They gave me a couple of two-pound samples, and I, I still had some more green. And so I roasted another batch and tried it at a different roast level, and it, it smelled just the same. Uh, one of them I tried was the Vietnamese. Uh, I tried a couple different ones, but the the one that's from India I like the best. And this year I'm gonna come. I'm gonna have a half calf, which doesn't have anything to do with robusta, but it's gonna be arabica, half arabica, and then half or half of my Honduran coffee, and then half of a Mexican decaf. So I'm calling that my half calf. And then the other coffee I have is going to be the Indian Robusta, half of that, and then half of my Honduran. And I'm going to call that calf and a half. And then the third coffee is going to be called double calf, and it'll be pure Robusta. And so uh, those will be a couple of new coffees that we have. But as far as Barry said something, uh, or somebody said they didn't care for the flavored coffee, that was it's bearing. definitely not. It's definitely not my my favorite, but um, we're not operating in the black yet, and so until that happens, I'm not going to be picky. And so, because <laughs> currently, I'm uh, my lowest cupping score coffee this year was 83. So currently, I'm flavoring an 83 point coffee. And so, some of those uh, that are offering uh, the Brazilians that are offered are like 75 point coffees, and so that's what I'm going to try to buy. 30 pounds of, and I can do 15 pounds in my roaster. And so I'll do two 15 pound uh, lots and then I'll uh, at two different roast levels. And then I'll, I'll try flavoring those a little bit, see if it makes a big difference. But I, uh, I love the smell of the flavored coffees. Somebody came in today and bought some uh, uh, caramel rum crunch uh, and it smells amazing, but I haven't tried it yet. So I, I probably should. I probably should really try everything I sell. <laughs> that's her. That's her favorite. You know, is, is the smelling of the flavors. Cause I got it right here. I've got some that the Snickerdoodle tonight that I did right here, and I go, look, I did Snickerdoodle. <laughs> I think I've got about a half an ounce of Snickerdoodle uh, in a in one of these jars. Or you know what? Did did I give you? I might have given it to you. You did. Yeah, I got. Okay. Well, there's my jar. Yeah. <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't have much in it. I got to look <laughs> over there and I didn't see my jar anymore. But um, it didn't sell very well for us. And so uh, 
Hey, Richard. You, you never can tell who wants to buy what. Yeah. Uh, right now, the pumpkin spice, I've still got about 15 pounds of it. Uh, and it's just hardly selling at all. So I'll have to. You know, I that was one of the samples I got, too. I have had one person ask me for it so far. And I haven't had much in the way of flavored at all. I mean, I keep advertising that I have it and ask me about it because I'm afraid to put flavors down because as soon as I do, I'll have a run on it and then I won't have enough to be able to do it because all I got is just those samples on there. But nobody's really, I've had one pumpkin, a couple snickerdoodles and a Southern pecan, I think. And one caramel rum crunch one. So (laughs) that's probably a good problem to have though. If you can just sell straight coffee, you'll be better off. Yeah, it's, it's a whole lot that. less trouble and it's a whole lot less cleaning of the grinders and stuff like that, because I've got one grinder that's just for. Well, I've got two grinders that are just for flavor. Good night. Uh, <laughs> and so it's it's a pain in the butt. You know, it's, uh, you know, just to have a grinders dedicated just for the flavored coffee. Yeah. Yep, yep. That's because I'd use that through my new bun was my first one that I did through there, and it was a pain in the butt cleaning it. That's for sure. <laughs> but well, what I did, I had to use the flavored one uh, in my other coffee maker or my grinder the other day, and I just ran ran a pound of coffee through it uh, for me to drink that I drink over here in the shop. And that was just the basic clean out I did. And yeah. I couldn't tell, I couldn't tell there was any flavors in it. So, so I just went from there. Look, Richard's on. Richard's a good guy. He should come on online and show himself. I bet you he combed his hair today. He said he's camera shy. Is <laughs> that you that said that Richard or was that somebody else? No, he's Richard's been on here before. Yeah, I think he has. Yeah. If he knows it's soup night. I've never done a podcast where I where I've eaten, <laughs> but it's been like it's been nine and a half hours since lunch. So, <laughs> love you too, sir. Good night. Every time you start talking, if I think you're on a roll, I'll take a bite. If you quit, <laughs> I just have to eat anyway. <laughs> I don't even uh, know what it is. It's got carrots, cabbage, hamburger meat. I don't know what all's in there, but it. I took a block of cheese and threw some cheese in on top of it. And I'm not a real picky eater. That's all that matters. Get all the flavors that you like and throw it all in one. That's what I always do. So Yeah. <laughs> now, when I go to Honduras, I eat. I try to eat at a different place every time I go out. Uh, I like to eat the different foods. But at home, I'm just tickled she lets me come in the house every night. And so she'll cook <laughs> for me. That's just gravy on top of the biscuit. <laughs> Oh my. But I am going to try some of these. Uh, I don't know if y'all caught the story about that joyful sound. I did. Yep. I was really tickled with that. And I don't like dark roast, not even a little bit. And he has got a Brazilian, it's called a sweet blue. So I'm not sure if that's a variety. Uh, but boy, it was sure good. I tried it and I was, and I was like, well, and so I went ahead and opened it up just to look and see. I like the. It's always interesting to see what your version of dark is compared to mine, you know. Yeah. And I opened it up, and there's no oil on the bean. And then I smelled, and it has, it has a little bit of that dark smell to it. But uh, 
I said, man, if you got, he's good enough to send it to me, I'm going to drink it. And so I tried <laughs> it and uh, it was really good. I was really shocked as how good it was. So it, it has to be a lot of his roasting skill because in what few years I've been drinking coffee, I've never had a dark roasted coffee that was roasted to the, especially one that's roasted to that level of darkness that I would, that I liked at all. Yeah. And that's a really good coffee. And it's his Brazilian sweet blue. I wish I had a hundred thousand listeners so that it has some people go buy it from him. But, uh, no, it was, uh, it was cool. So tonight I'm going to try, I don't know if I'll go to sleep tonight. I'm trying the Marcy Essa that he <laughs> sent me. And there's one that's called campfire. Uh, and it's from, well, I saw, I had my thumb on it. I forget where it's called. I'm going to say Mexico. Well, shoot. We're going to take your word for it. Yeah. Mexico. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to try the Mexican tonight and then I'm going to try that at, uh, that Honduran guy's coffee. out of monster and i'm almost he's out buzzing. of soup. he's a buzzing <laughs> he's a buzzing well i can't stay on late um all my kids are in bed and so i get to actually say hi to the wife and and then not have a kid on our hip so <laughs> so i'm gonna say you know go say hi but it was nice seeing you and seeing everybody um i'm glad you had a big week so that makes me feel good and me too i'm glad I had a big week too. <laughs> so <laughs> And uh, I've got a, uh, I've been looking at buying another machine this year, another one of those Wayfield machines. Uh, yeah. And when I do, we'll talk about this smaller one that I got here. Yeah. <laughs> it, it does pretty good with K cups. Yeah, you told me about it. I have had, to, I haven't yet to have one person ask me about K cups. Now they they've asked me about them, and then they said, Ah, don't worry about it. I'll go buy one of the things from Walmart and just use my own. You know. So I'm like, okay. That, <laughs> if, if I was going to do anything. And I was where you are right now. I'd get on uh, get on Amazon or eBay, whoever you like, and buy a bunch of the those Walmart or those K cup yeah. things. And I would offer that as my package, uh, like a real fine ground coffee. And and I still don't know. That's the confusion. Some people want it ground at two. Some people want it three. Some people want it four. There's a real wide variety of yeah. And then there's different K cup machines. Do it differently. Uh, so it's it's really a pain to deal with the K cups, and they're hard. I've to noticed do. that grinding period is a pain. Every time I grind it for somebody, it's always like either too weak or not weak, you know not strong enough. I'm like, well, you asked me to grind it, so yeah. And so <laughs> I, I use that label where I circle the grind on it, yeah, and uh, and then we try, you know, we just try to get it to where they want it. And I've got a list on the wall of different customers and what their grind preferences yeah. are. And, yeah, it's, it makes a little more trouble, but a customer's a customer. You got to love them all. Yeah, yeah. You never know what machine they have or exactly how they do a pour over, and uh, and so that's why we're even with the roasters. I'm always hesitant to. Somebody says, "Well, give me something about the roast profile," and uh, you know, if if you're doing a a fresh roast and I'm doing a hucky, you know, there's it's almost impossible for me to help you with the roast profile, right? Right. Um, you've got that 
crazy air roaster, you know, and I'm, I'm me, I can tell you, I can't, if Richard's still here, I don't know if he does the same thing or if he's run this yet, but I have now went through four different types of beans. Your two of them being yours. One of them being the Ethiopian Yurgachev stuff that you, that I bought off of you. And then some of that Robusta and all of them has been almost a consistent roast. Like I, really? I do 12 minutes on the timer and then at nine minutes, I, I jump it from from uh, nine to eight and, and three heat. And then I go eight or then I go seven to six and then I go six to nine until the first crack is done. And then it finishes. I, I mean, it's almost the same. The Yurgachev stuff um, left me about a minute and a half left on my timer before when I shut it off. The other stuff ran all the way up through till cooling turned on. It's about awesome. the about the right time for it, and it was perfect. But it's been like across the board that way. I'm like, I don't know if I'm doing. Maybe I'm not doing this right, but it seems to come out. And everybody likes it. That's all that matters to me. <laughs> so, and it's That's consistently, it's consistently in the two in the, um, you know, two seventy five in and two thirty three, two thirty five out every single time. So I'm, I mean, I'm doing the same weight all the way around, and you could definitely see the beans are cracked, you know, through it. The, the, the meat is what I call it is, is showing on the inside. So yeah, I hadn't heard it call that. That's pretty cool description though. Yeah. I mean, I, cause I just dawned on me and I think it was the, the Paranema stuff that uh, Paranema stuff that, that really got me thinking on that because you could see it very easily in the, in the tube while it's going through. Cause it's such a large, no. Yeah. That's the, that's the, the cylinder, right? The bigger bean is the, is the Paranema. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So it, it was easier to see on that. And then when you can see them when they're not on the, you know, that where it's all still com- compact together. So I just kind of look and see. I mean, I do get some early crackers on there because yeah. it's, I think it's sitting down around the heat more, but I don't know. I have anyway. that with the drum roaster. I have early crackers on a lot of different coffees. But so Richard has an 800 also, or yeah. he's got an air roaster, I know. Yeah, he's got an eight. I think it's an eight hundred, if I remember right. So, and I think Barry does the the B more. I think that's right. Okay. And uh, I'm not sure if uh, is it was it Merv? He's up on the thing. I'm yeah, not sure. Merv. Yeah, I'm not I'm sure not what sure. Merv roasts. Merv, are you a home roaster or you just like to drink coffee like the rest of us? But I started out as a home roaster for sure. I did it in the oven, did it on the stove top, did it in a popcorn popper. But uh, yeah, I've I, I burnt more on the air roaster than I than care to admit. <laughs> I, I like, but the other night I got in a big hurry and I ended up flavoring quite a bit of coffee. The I had the outside. I was just going too fast, and the outside color looked good. But when I started grinding the coffee, it was real light on the inside. Oh, I had about three batches I put back just to do flavored. But then luckily somebody bought a whole bunch of flavored. So I've been pretty lucky at moving the. You know, if I ever mess up a roast, then you can always flavor it. Yeah. So this this five hundred and something or whatever I did the other night, I uh. I just slowed down and uh, I put probably an extra 45 seconds on every roast and I dropped my, my pressures a little bit. And so I just sort of took a little more time with it 
And then as I'm roasting them to not, as I'm grinding them, I, I notice a whole lot more even color. Sweet. 540 isn't with an 800, you know, like an 800 with the extension. So. All right. Can you the... see Merv also? Now, uh, what yeah. do you brew your coffee in, Merv? Oh, yeah. There's another subject for you, too. By the way, I uh, the espresso machine is now at the cafe. Uh, and I have replaced it on my countertop with my AeroPress. <laughs> so, so my AeroPress is now my daily one of my daily brewers. So Man, I have I have fallen in love with that thing. <laughs> I might um, have to have you share here. I, I've been doing a four hundred a four hundred milliliter that I saw online that somebody shared at, um, roast, and so I've been trying it, and it's not been doing too bad. If I get the temps off, it gets a little sour, but past that, it's doing all right. Well, when I was when I was talking in Chicago at uh, Coffee Con. We also were giving out samples and I had to go buy another brewer, uh, not a brewer, uh, a little kettle. Yeah. And it's one that will do it to 195 degrees. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a pain in the butt. I won't even tell you what brand it is because I wouldn't want you to anybody. But <laughs> the thing, uh, I've had an AeroPress for years, but this new one I've got is the clear one. And so okay. you can really, you can really see how the coffee's mixing and stuff like that. But this is the... I can't see it. Can you see the yeah. the brand of that? Is it Abel? Yeah. I'm trying to read it backwards in the lint. And it is a little metal filter. So it's instead of the a, paper, you're using the metal? Yeah. And uh, and maybe it tastes different. I don't know. But it doesn't taste that much different. And I don't care because it is so easy. And yeah. I, I, clean, I like cleaning everything up. I, I wash it off. I dry it completely. This has to be set here. This needs to be set there. I want everything in its little place. But uh, it's been so, I, I've been using almost every time the AeroPress. And uh, I don't have to fool with the paper filters anymore. Uh, just that one little metal filter. And I keep it in that little flat box if I travel. And it has been nice. Yep, Barry's using the metal one too. He just said, "And I don't yeah, know." I've been I using the two. I did two filters, two of the paper filters, because that's what this guy recommended for this 400 milliliter. Um, which is, it's really strange. I guess he came out with this a while ago, and then he, but he was new on YouTube and everything. So when he, when he did it, he didn't get as much traffic because he was all new on YouTube. So nobody really popped in and saw him, but. I mean, it's 25 to 27 grams of coffee. Uh, and then it's 200 milliliters of water, like is rapidly thrown in there. And then it's about, you, you just shove it down about an inch until you hear the, feel the pressure. And then you let it up and take the plunger out and put it back in, shove it down until you feel pressure, bring it back out until that first 200 through, like without waiting. Besides the bloom, you do wait for a bloom, like 15 seconds for a bloom. And then you, put 200 milliliters back in it and wait two minutes, the two, two and a half minutes, like you normally would, and then plunge it through just by body weight and it's 400 milliliters. I mean, so it's supposedly it's for a cup. It's, you know, it's for coffee for two, but I'm a big boy. So, I mean, I, I get it in my big cup, <laughs> just drink it all at once. So, but. All right. So <clears throat> he goes, uh, so is it the inverted? Or are you turning it upside nope. down? Nope. No, no inverted. 
No. All right. So you go ahead and put the filters, the two filters on and put the coffee in there. Mm-hmm. You pour 200 milliliters of water, which is probably to the number four on it. Yeah, it's it's mm-hmm. almost to the top. Yeah. And then because 250 would be all the way full. Yeah. And then he goes ahead and presses that through. Yep. And then he pulls it back open and puts another 200 in. Puts another 200 in and then lets it sit for that two and a half minutes, two minutes, two and a half minutes that the AeroPress recommends, you know, for that brewing time in there. And then, this, you know, stir it. And then, you know, I, I mean, I'm sure you probably already know this, but he puts the plunger back in and then pulls it out just a little bit to keep it from dripping. You know, as oh, it's okay, not, yeah. you know, so on that to create that vacuum. And then you just wait. And at about the two minute mark, you just take everything and kind of give it a little little swirl a couple little swirls and let it go and i mean it's tasting pretty darn good i messed it up once because i have oatmeal in the morning too out of that same kettle <laughs> so oh. i do i do the i so i do the oatmeal and if i do it first then all that water that's left in there is at a higher temperature than what i brew my coffee at on there for because yeah. they they say that you're you know, i mean the aeropress from what i've seen they recommend uh, 80, 80 Celsius, 80, 85 Celsius. I think it's like the 180 range or 175 range or something like that. It's on the lower end of coffee wise for it. But yep, when I do my oatmeal, it's like 215. I've kind of gets up to oh, 215. Okay. <laughs> so, so it's, uh, it, it's kind of, I did that once I accidentally poured it in there and it was, it had a bite to it. It wasn't nasty, but it was, it was definitely mm-hmm. on the sour side, you know, on it because it was too hot huh. when I brewed it. So, well, I played with a couple of the the espresso thing. I said I think they said I put fifteen grams in it, and then I brought it up to the number one mark on it, uh-huh. and then just poured it out and did that like it is an espresso shot, and that was pretty good. But I uh, I've been putting uh, like about twenty seven to thirty grams. Uh, when I'm in a hurry, I just do two of the scoops that came with the Press. Okay. And then, which comes out to be somewhere around 28 grams, probably. And that I fill it all the way to the top, give it a couple stirs. And this is doing the inverted. And then I drop that metal filter on and put the cap on and then flip it. I let it steep for like two minutes or bloom for two minutes. And then I go ahead and pour it out. And it's a little bit strong. And so then I'll put, once it's in my cup, I'll add 120 milliliters, which is about 120 grams. and that's sort of my mix. And that's you just like my an Americano. Is what you yeah, something to... like that. Yeah. yeah. And it, it tastes pretty good. It makes a full cup of coffee. Uh, I need to break that down and weigh it and see how much is actually, how much is actually coming out. You know, when I put that 250 milliliters of water in the air press on that first press, uh, I need to check and see how much is actually coming out, which I think the majority of it does. Yeah. But uh, I need to write that down a little bit more. I'm a little I'm bit shy to... with the inverted. I did it the first time that I did it when you, when I got that AeroPress. I took it on vacation with me, and I did it inverted for the first time. I was like, oh, this is great. And then I ended up pulling the plunger out just enough that it came out, and I got, like, oh. burnt. Like, all that. I mean, it was like 180-degree water came straight down on my hands. And it was like, oh, that, one, that wasn't a fun day or two. Oh. So I was like, yeah, I'm a little bit shy now when it comes to the inverted part. I've heard that you're supposed to, like, soak the plunger or something for a little bit or something to get it to kind of poof up a little bit, you know, make it a little like puffier or something. But that, that is on your air press. You have to do that. 
That's oh. the beauty of having the Aereo press. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't have to soak my plunders anymore. Yeah, um, I've got the cheap one. <laughs> so. And that's what I've got. Uh, I've got one of them in the kitchen here of the air presses, and then I've got two of them in Honduras. Okay. Uh, and, and you have to, I, well, usually when that water first boils, I'll put it into a little bitty cup and I put the plunger in there to let it swell. Otherwise, it'll start leaking out. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to try some different filters. The one thing, uh, they gave me these things at CoffeeCon. The other thing they gave me was the Aerial Press Flow Control Cap. Oh, no, I've heard of this, but I've never seen it. Where are you going to today, brother? <laughs> it See is, it here first. It says, elevate your brew. And oh. it is the... So it's like a pressurized cap, almost. Flow control cap. And it, it looks basically the same as your other one does. Yeah. But it all comes out that one hole. It's like a pressurized, it's, it's almost like a pressurized portafilter for your espresso maker. Yeah, it shoots it all out the one hole. I'm not sure what the logic is behind it. But uh, this particular cap... Uh, it's got so much grip on it that you can really tighten it down. It's taller oh, cool. than your standard cap. Yeah. And so I have to tighten it fairly tight. And, and this is from Aeropress. And the Aeropress is obviously from Aeropress. But they don't fit together that snug. And mine leaks just a tiny bit. Hmm. And I don't like that. And the reason I thought I would like the flow control is my favorite coffee mug the aerial press won't drop inside the cup. So you have to be real careful with it anyway and press it real slow so you don't make a big mess. Uh, I don't love the cap. I did a review on it on uh, my Instagram thing. I don't love the cap. There's nothing wrong with it. I can't taste any difference in the flavor. And, uh, but it seems to me, as, for me, it's not worth the time. It's... Uh, just something different. So is it uh, supposed to is it supposed to help with the drippage issue? Like when you're first brewing it? Is that what the whole point behind it is? Or I'm not sure. And I need to read more because like when I get through pressing my regular one, you know, there's always some dripping out of it. So yeah. I don't know if I need to go ahead and let it drip. I usually just go ahead and pull it off just in case. Yeah. You know, I don't want to get bitters out or something. Uh, and same thing when I'm doing a pour over, I don't let it all drip out. You know, I'll go ahead and once all those lipids seems like they've gone down and I go ahead and stop pouring. Uh, so a lot of times that changes the mix. But man, I wish I was better at coffee stuff than what I am. <laughs> I just don't. I don't. Sometimes I just want to get the freaking coffee in here. And uh, I'm like, yeah, it may, it may not taste real great today, but I need the coffee in here. You know, let the baristas uh, do the coffee thing. You just do the roasting thing and be done with the well, story. So. That's what I'd like to do. I need to get a show together of any of you guys that have a favorite barista. Find out if we could do some baristas on here one night. And I would like to, on the next show, I'd like to do the Aero Press on the podcast. and Because uh, a lot of people have been listening to it. Uh, like on Spotify and those okay. places uh, have been listening to the thing. So now every week it's loaded uh, up on 
an MP3, I think is just video and I mean, audio and the MP4 yeah. is both. Yeah. I'm loading it both ways separately. Okay. And so that way it doesn't take up as much of your internet, maybe when you're listening to it on your phone, driving or whatever. Uh, and so, yeah, it's been pretty good that like even these long ones, we were on for like two and a half hours one night. We had a really great podcast and then I screwed up and lost it somewhere in the trying to put it on. And uh, so I don't know what happened to it, but uh, I went ahead and paid the $20 a month or whatever and got the, you know, now you have the tech support and all with it. Yeah. I, I love as far as thumbs up and thumbs down. I love the metal screen. I did not like the metal screen on my Chemex. Uh, I felt like I could taste the difference. And I hate the price of the Chemex filters. They're too expensive. Yeah, I have, like, I have the cheap Bodum uh, wannabe. <laughs> so I have the, the Bodum oh, uh, Chemex thing. Talking about that, I was at CoffeeCon and we have a deal. We don't do business on Sunday. So when I signed up to go to CoffeeCon, we'd planned out driving up Thursday. And I thought it was Friday and Saturday. And then we were going to drive home Sunday. And Eli's like, well, you know, if we don't sell and do business on Sunday, then then I don't think we should like go places and buy stuff on Sunday because that's making somebody else work that <laughs> wouldn't have the option of, you know, yeah. of not working. You know, they have right. to have the money and that their job's open on Sunday and it's required. So they have to be there. So we don't eat out on Sunday. We don't do those things on Sunday. And so when Sunday rolled around and we realized that Coffee Con was on Sunday, then uh, we quit selling. We didn't sell any coffee on Sunday. We just gave stuff away. And uh, but there was a couple of demo tables that were demoing different things. And Barry, if you're still on, I think Barry has the Mocha Master. That's, oh. Barry rolls big, brother, man. Man, and I, I, oh, I want I one of those things. <laughs> I'm hoping when he dies, he's going to will it to me. You know, hint, hint. but uh, I did some was looking at some reviews and stuff, and I walked and I you know looked at the Mocha Masters like awesome. It's like yeah. the best pour over, and you can chime in, Barry. Uh, uh, you do you have the Mocha Master? Is that right? Oh, and Coffee Con was freaking awesome. Man, I had the best time. People that people pay to come and listen to me talk. What better <laughs> there you go can you get? They all paid like $16 to get in there, you know. But uh, they had this one guy with an aerial press guy was there with a tent. And I was thinking, man, I could go in there and score some area. You know, they'd probably be willing to sell all that stuff before they went through the trouble of, I was just going to go in there and try to buy it. Yeah, he's got. Oh, he doesn't no, have the Mocha Master. Not yet. No. Nope. Oh man. Well, Christmas is coming. You're thinking yeah. of um, Patrick. 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 Had the Mocha yeah. Master. Patrick's got it. Wow. Yeah. On his desk at work. That's what made me think about taking one to work, <laughs> doing it at work. But uh, I think they're like four hundred bucks, aren't they, Barry? They're they're well. If you get them huge. There, you can get them for like two eighty on Facebook every day. Oh, okay. On there for it, on, but you can get them cheaper. I mean, I think I found them for a hundred. I found one for one hundred and twenty. But I mean, there you can get them everything from what like what forty years ago to today. They and you know they made oh, them so long, so might be and, a different model or something. Well, like no, that. apparently that's all the. I mean, the only differences I've seen in Mocha Master is either ther, a, a thermo 
whatever, you know, the thermo um, pitcher or not. Yeah. Which means the hot plate or not. And a single cup or a full craft. That's what I'm looking for, a craft, a therm- thermocraft. Um, those are the only differences I've seen. Everything from the earliest ones to now. That's, I mean, it hasn't changed much in the, all those times. So, Well, I was walking through. Coffee Con had, there was 16 roasters that ended up, was there in, uh, in the pavilion we were under. And, um, and so Eli ran everything while I ran over to the tent and gave my little talk and all. And, uh, but I, we didn't get a lot of time to walk through, but I was walking by and I saw way over on the other end, I saw somebody had a mocha master giving out uh, samples. And so I had a few minutes and I went over to look at the mocha master and uh, it wasn't a mocha master. It's called, it's a company called Simply Good Coffee. Yes. Yes. I thought about that one too. I saw that. I was like, it's the Mocha Master for the, for the budget people. (laughs) And it has a steep button on it and you hit that button and it steeps it for like 30 seconds or something. So I don't know. I got to read the instructions more to see if you can hit that button two or three times and make it do it a couple of times. Yeah. Yeah. It has the hot plate on it. Yeah. I don't think they do a thermocraft with that with them yet. I'm so. not sure, but I don't care that much about it because they're because uh, I talked to the lady from the company, and she said their thoughts are it's specialty uh, coffee, and so you don't want to put it on a hot plate for a couple of hours. So yeah. their timer stops at 40 minutes. It keeps it warm for 40 minutes, and it's and time to bring it off. Pot. Okay, drink it or pour it out, and so. There's some logic behind that. But anyway, we just got signed up for a dealer for them, and I'm ordering mine this week. Shut up. That's awesome. (laughs) I came in today, and Julia's like, "Uh, did you pay Leah today? Because this was her last day this week. And I said, "Uh, yeah. And she's like, how much? And I said, $450. And And she went. That's exactly how much we have in the business account. Oh, <laughs> we no. don't have a personal account. We just have one account. And I said, <laughs> well, I guess I don't get my coffee pot this week. So, <laughs> but 179 And so I'm going to get one in next week and I'm going to try it, a, uh, try it a little bit. And yeah, I would like it. to know. I'd really so, like uh, to know. They're sending us a QR code. And so you'll hit the QR code and then, uh, and then they drop ship it straight to you. Awesome. But okay. I'm, uh, I've asked them if there's any way they could send me like four of them. And, and so, you know, I could have a couple here in the shop in case somebody wanted to buy one here. But yeah, the customers that come through the door here don't buy a lot of the, yeah. well, they've, I've got three V60s up here and they haven't bought one yet. And so, uh, <laughs> well, no, one customer, I saw one V60 all year. And so, uh, but you know, I'm I'm excited to try it because I knew I'd never pay two, three, four hundred dollars for the Mocha Master, and so, uh, and they they compared it to a couple of different ones, but it seems like the top two in that level are the Mocha Master and the uh, Simply Good Coffee. Yeah, uh, I haven't heard of Simply Good till just recently, you know, on there, but uh, they're made one, in Amsterdam or something. Something. One, uh, the one thing that I was concerned about with the Mocha Master, as much as I love it and it looks good and everybody has said stuff about it, every time I watch a demo on it, it seems like that shower head never hits everything in the bed. Whenever it's blooming, it seems like it always misses something to the side. And then I found, and I'm looking for it now, I was hoping I'd have it before I mentioned this, but that somebody has made 
a sleeve that goes over the shower arm and it's like it makes it like a shower like it's round and it comes down and it hits everything and all it does is slide onto the mocha master arm on well, there I need to look it, at so. that because they were saying they had a better shower head than the mocha master and so we can always say that but uh uh, it'll be interesting to, interesting to see, but uh, I'm just thinking how much coffee could I drink if I just hit a button and it doesn't pour over, you know, <laughs> but I definitely want to do some side by side stuff with it, you know, do a, <laughs> do a pour over and, and see if it's, it's closer to my Bona Vita Clever or if it's closer to a V60 and then start comparing those to that. Cause man, to have one here on the table and people walk through and while they're talking, I could just hit a button and, do a little quickie pour over yeah, and not have to stop, you know, grinding and all that. But cause I'm thinking about, you know, every once in a while, uh, you know, I could throw in $10 worth of coffee to somebody that bought one or something, you know, throw in a bag of yeah. coffee, uh, and do some stuff like that and try to not worry about making my, uh, my big fee. But, uh, but no, I, I want to start carrying some different options on the website. And so uh, having a few new coffees this year and then having that option too. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about it. We've got a couple of events this year, so I'm going to take it with me on the events and, and, and try to see how much juice it draws and, you know, everything I can about it. Oh, uh, it won't let me put a link in the, in the description in your stream. That's fine. I'm That's all right. You can, you. you can shoot it to us. But yeah, Barry, I mean, I'll try this thing out. If it seems seems really good, it might be a better, a faster option at 179. I don't, I don't know if there's tax on that or not, but 179 would be a pretty good deal. If I get one for under 200, I'd be happy. I've been, there, I was, it's funny that you said that too. I was, I didn't know they were going to be there. Oh yeah, I did. Cause I told you, I didn't know they were going to be there. Cause I was wondering, uh, if they were going to compete because Mocha Master was there too, weren't they at CoffeeCon? Man, I stayed so busy. I didn't go to half the tents. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I would have definitely gone to see the, the Mocha Master because I was, that was one of my, my plan was to try to get out more, but uh, we were giving away free samples on Sunday, like crazy. We gave out hundreds of samples on, on Sunday. Uh, and it got to the point on Sunday where, uh, we just quit doing the pour over stuff. I had a couple vacuum pots and we just threw, put the cups out there and walked away from the table. And Eli and I went and just hung out for a couple hours. Um, tried, uh, tried some artisan bread from this one place and uh, had a pretty good time. Definitely uh, next year, I've been talking to Kevin a little bit and next year, and I've been seriously doing some writing. I'm going to go in tonight and try to write for an hour, but um uh, I've been working on my book. And so I'm hoping next year at coffee con, uh, if your wife will let you out of the house, then we're, uh, that's when I'm going to debut my book. But I can tell you this, I will not go back to coffee con unless we got five people on our team. <laughs> yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. I'd imagine. So man, it was, it was nonstop. It was just <laughs> people coming at the booth, just somebody at the booth constantly. Do you get uh, a lot of good just, feedback? Yeah, we've already got four customers from Illinois uh, awesome. that have ordered, and one of them's ordered twice already. And awesome. so we got a uh, we got two green customers and two roasted customers from Illinois. 
And so, uh, and I got a random person from Iowa the other day. So I need to reach out to them and see if maybe they were at coffee con or, you know, how they heard about us, but, um, but no, it's been, uh, it was exciting, but it, it, you need five people. Um, and, uh, cause I mean, and they've, when it finally came down to it, she said, we'll pay for, uh, for Bill's room too. You know, they wanted, they, they wanted us to come and, and experience the, the roasted part of it, you know, and not just be a speaker and, you know, that. So, no, I, I enjoyed it, but it, we definitely need, uh, you needed a couple extra people just so there's somebody. So you got to have five people for to walk around and, and see everything. Cause I would have loved to go into the Air Oaks press uh, demonstrations and, and see all the different, gr- there was a grinder yeah. company there and I'm not even sure who they were. But, but I'm, I'm sort of, I'm registered with, uh, Barraza. I've got to finish my, uh, I've got to get their link put on my website. So I'm going to be able to sell Barraza grinders. And then if this simply good coffee thing works out, cause they're sending me one for 149 bucks that, uh, and then it'll have like, there's some literature that comes with it where I can hand out to customers and stuff like that. So uh, I'm going to wear that sucker out next week or whenever it comes. So that's apparently, okay. I was going to say that they have a coupon on their website right now for 20% off. Yeah, I saw that. And that'd be about the same. Yeah. That'd be cool. I hope that works out well, because I'll buy one from you. (laughs) That'd be be $36 off. Yeah. So that's cheap enough. Yeah. No, I'm excited. That's exciting news. That's really exciting news. I, I, that makes me very happy for you because I've been, I mean, I can't tell you how much I've researched that particular coffee uh, uh, maker itself because I'd love a Mocha Master. I really would. I just couldn't, I couldn't find it cheap. And if I could find it cheap, it looked like it'd been ran through the the mill a couple of times. Yeah. You know? it's, it's been used, you know, and I'm like, well, wow, if I could get this and then, but you know, when I, watch youtube videos where they pit them against one another you know it's always the the make well the make's yeah. not as good as the mocha master well the make's not as good but if i don't care if it, if it works so but well that's uh yeah richard's talking about a grinder i, I think those i've had i've got two of those barrazas yeah and uh i think that the encore is probably in the 200 dollar range but man it is a good grinder it's a really good grinder. They're a little bit of a pain in the butt when the first couple of times you take that cone off and clean it all out in there. But as far as when I took my, vir- um, I took my Virtuoso and upgraded it, what is the one that's uh, the model above the Virtuoso? It's, uh, I had to replace it. Uh, yeah. I can't Go think on. of what it is, but they had like a $59 upgrade for the Virtuoso to take it to the next level and had a different transmission. And so I upgraded it and put those parts in it, but I've had my uh, Barraza Virtuoso and Encore for years. And, and I've got them both in Honduras and we, uh, we do a bunch of coffee there. Oh, welcome Jen. How are we doing tonight? Jen with the coffee, but I love those, <laughs> but it's, um, the one, uh, the first burr grinder I had was a Cuisinart. Yeah. And, uh, it lasted me about six months. Uh, about I just right. used it. I think it's a good enough grinder, but I, I wear the snot out of mine. Yeah. Uh Oh, 
Here comes Andrew. <laughs> hey, Andrew. You ever, you ever, seen, you ever seen that? <laughs> hey, I was. I put your coffee on here a minute ago, Andrew. I I am. I don't like dark roast. I don't like it. I don't like it. This is the only dark roast I have ever had that I really, really liked. Uh, I had a very poor night's sleep last night, and I'm going to blame Andrew for that. Because I said, well, I'm just going to try a little bit of it. And so I did. Then I'm like, well, crap. I came all the way back out here because I did a full AeroPress of it. And I just like got my little, because I like fancy little tiny coffee cups. And so I did my fancy little coffee cup and I'm walking into the house at like midnight and I set my chair and I had a little bit of chocolate bar I was going to eat. And I tried that coffee and I'm like, so I walked all the way back out to the roastery and poured all the coffee into my cup. And I sat there for about 30 minutes and just drank the, uh, it's a Brazilian coffee too. Man, it was nice. I haven't tried. uh, Oh yeah, I did. I tried the Costa Rica. So tonight I'm going to try the, uh, the natural, but I'm halfway decided I might do the campfire, the Mexican you sent me. It, it looks pretty interesting. So I'm going to drink one of those two tonight, but I, I really enjoyed it. And, and I really appreciate you sending me coffee. Uh, I was, I was, I told everybody about it. I didn't read your letter. You had a really nice letter and I appreciate that. I really <laughs> appreciate that. But, uh, that was some kind of alarm on my computer. My computer is going <laughs> to explode or, here in a minute. <laughs> I had a girl working on it the other day and it was just so slow. And uh, she said, uh, she sent me an email. I was at the chiropractor and she said, have you ever emptied your trash can on this thing? And I said, uh, I'm guessing not because I have no idea what you're talking about. And she said I had 12,000 items in my trash can. <laughs> so, and I'm like, well, start, start dumping. Uh, and then it made a big difference in how fast the computer worked. Because I didn't realize you can't just delete something. You have to then, you know, empty the freaking trash can. So yeah. she, uh, thank God for 18-year-old kids that know how to do stuff like that. Look at that. Richard might be, uh, Richard likes Simply Good Coffee on Facebook. Uh-huh. So see, you, you might have another with Jen, Jen with the coffee is uh, Esperanza Coffee. And that's Hope. Uh, in Honduras, there's a, there's a couple companies. I'm pretty sure they're not from Honduras, though. But uh, there's a couple companies called Esperanza, uh, Esperanza Nuevo in, uh, in Honduras. Hey, listen, I don't want to cut you short here, but I'm going to cut off here. So it was nice talking to you. Say hi to everybody. I will. All right. Everybody have a good night. And uh, you and I will be talking about that Simply Good Coffee here soon. All right. right. (laughs) I'll get it in as soon as my wife lets me. There you go. (laughs) I know the feeling. (laughs) All right, guys. I'll talk to you later. All right. See you. Good night. You bet. Or I'll order it and not, I'll order it and put it on the credit card and not tell her. That's that's always an option. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, man. See you later. Hey, Jen, if you'll find us on Facebook before you put an order in. Okay, you're in Wichita. Cool. Well, you just need to drive on over here. Uh, you just, uh, We're probably 35 minutes from Wichita. We're uh, exit, I think we're exit 46 and exit 48 uh, between uh, Heston and McPherson, basically. 
but yeah, drive over someday. Uh, my wife runs the shop until lunch on Saturdays, and then I'm here Saturday till like five. We switch up on Saturdays. She helps me out on that so I can go do some fun stuff for a couple hours. But yeah, we'll get you uh, we'll get you some coffee and get you a bunch of sample packs and uh, uh, we'll brew. We'll do a pour over while you're here. Now, Jen, do you do a pour over or how do you brew your coffee? Oh yeah, bring some Esperanza. And somebody earlier was saying they brewed their coffee with a Mr. Coffee. Uh, send me a PM before uh, on your next order, whoever was using the Mr. Coffee. And I have a thing. Uh, let me step off and grab it. I call this my Honduran V60, but I've been to know, Mexico, Guatemala, El Salvador. This is what you're going to find in more, most the regular working guy, this is what he's going to have in his house. And this is how they brew their coffee in Honduras. It, uh, it'll just be stained brown from years of coffee. But I call it my Honduran V60 because it's basically the they're doing a pour over. And I buy a, a, a bunch of them. When, uh, any, every time I'm in Honduras, I get ready to come back to the States and uh, I'll buy them. And we sell them online for like two bucks. But before you do your next order, let me know and I'll uh, I'll throw one of these in. And it's a way that you can you can move over from the Mr. Coffee. You can do something with just boil, you know, water off the boil and pour it in. And you could it'll drastically change the way your coffee tastes by doing a pour over rather than that. But the last time I went in the store, I bought like 16 of these. And the the, the young girl said, do you realize that that you can reuse them? You don't have to throw it away each time. And I said, yeah, I said, I'm buying them for the, buying them for the gringos in the United States. But I think they think that everything here is disposable and we're just so rich. We just buy stuff and throw it away. But I like them. They're fun. I use some uh, sometimes in Honduras. Uh, I really, uh, but yeah, basically, uh, like Jen says, it's a coffee sock. What espresso machine do you have? I, I hate mine. I, I need to get one if I ever get a. Okay, that's Merv. Yeah, uh, do that. And uh, and also PM me. Uh, there's a place on your order. Uh, when you do an order, there's a place for special notes or something. And just say, put me in some samples and uh, and ask if you can get a, a 100 V60. I, we're down to like, we just have like two or three of them. So they may not actually be for sale. Uh, I don't like to oversell anything. So my wife usually pulls stuff off and we get low. And so, uh, yeah, just put in the notes that you want some uh, samples and then that you want a, a V60, a hundred V60 and tell them, you know, remind me that we talked about it on the podcast. Man, it seems like everybody loves that, uh, uh, that Barista Pro. That is, I guess that's a really good uh, espresso. But I think that's probably the, the, the Barista Pro and all those different models I think that's probably the one of the most popular home models, and uh, and I don't know if Barry's still on or not. Uh, I think Barry's got an espresso machine, or maybe I'm just making up stuff. I've got one that's supposed to be a commercial one. Uh, it, I got it used. I'm not sure. Uh, 
uh, it's got an, an, an Italian name. It's made in Italy, but I've never really been able to make a, a really good shot of espresso. And then now the little seal is leaking. So I'm going to have to get somebody that knows more than I do about it to, uh, to help me with it, uh, figure out how to get the seal or go to YouTube. Uh, I guess I could just YouTube it. But I, I don't think they make that particular espresso machine anymore. And I'm horrible at frothing the stupid milk. I, I can't get it to froth where I can make anything. So, uh, yeah, if Jen, you want to come over and give me a class in how to make an espresso, that would be very helpful. And I've got a, a nice full natural that works pretty good in espresso. And I've got one called, we named it El Gringo, but it's a canal washed coffee and it's uh, it makes a real smooth espresso. Uh, Merv, I only use uh, filtered water and I just, I haven't had time, but I bought the reverse osmosis system that I'm going to hook up out here. My espresso machine, I just hooked it up temporarily. Uh, but it'll go on that reverse osmosis. And I really believe in water. Uh, the, the water really makes it. The temperature of the water, the grind of the coffee is so important. So many different factors uh, come into play on that so-called perfect cup of coffee. Uh, I've got a coffee that's going to go online next week. That's an 88 plus you know, point coffee. It's an amazing coffee. But if you don't grind it correctly, if you don't steep it, if you don't, you know, there's so many things that can ruin it. And using, uh, I have a hard time drinking the tap water. Uh, it just doesn't taste right. And so I can only imagine how that affects my cup of coffee. And so I buy, I've used the big five gallon cans right now or jugs, whatever they are. But uh, the goal is to get this reverse osmosis and it shouldn't take me more than a couple hours to hook it up. I just haven't made the time. But that's a, uh, yeah, I definitely think that. And having a burr grinder instead of a blade grinder makes a big difference. And then when you're doing what Jen does with the espresso machine, uh, on the espresso, even even more important is the grind of the coffee. Uh, if it's not grind, ground right, you'll pull your portafilter out and there'll be channeling in it. And, or or like on mine, the other day I didn't do my do it right and I had coffee actually coming out. You know, and I either tamped it down too tight. Uh, so there's a little, I don't know if you've got one, Jen. It's got a couple little needles on it, and you run it through your porta uh, filter to make sure everything is even. There's no little air pockets in there. They even have a, uh, a, a, a tamper that's uh, pressurized that'll put exactly so many pounds in it. It's just, it's, it's, coffee is a very expensive hobby. And you can spend as much money on it as you want. And and I'm I'm the worst person. I'm definitely not saying that in a bad way because I've got uh, I've got the same brew methods here as I do in the house, which is 50 feet away. And my cupping lab in Honduras is about 50 feet away from the from my house. And I have two or three of everything in the house, two or three of everything in uh, in the lab. And I, I like the different brew methods. And I like having people over. And when I do, we'll break out the stuff and start brewing differently. But you can never, it's a never ending quest to try to make, to find a better cup of coffee. Uh, and for me, the main cups I drink, and that's why this is such a treat uh, from uh, Andrew. Uh, is I, I seldom get to drink different coffees. Uh, 
you know, I mainly roast Honduran coffee. Uh, so every once in a while, when I go by, I have to buy my decaf from one of my customers. Uh, and Bill's been, I've been buying some coffee for him. So I got him a Yurgachev and I got him a couple different coffees because I can get them a little cheaper than he can get them through whoever he's been buying it from. And so I held a pound out. I ordered an extra pound of everything that I got for Bill. And so I got to roast the Yurgachev and, and try some different coffees. So I, I enjoy drinking, you know, my, my coffee's not the best coffee in the world. You know, it's my coffee though. And so I mainly roast it and I mainly drink it, but I enjoy, you know, learning how to roast different countries. Uh, but there's so many different roast levels. There's so many different ways I can process a bean because my coffee, the gringo, the guapo, and the one we call the fruit bomb, those are three completely different flavor profiles off the chart difference in the cupping notes on it. Uh, they all come from the exact same coffee plant on the exact same farm. It's just how I produce them. Uh, and we went into this a couple weeks ago. Somebody was asking about the different processes. Uh, but you can have the same. I've got one here that, that that's a pretty good example. You can have the same coffee. Yeah, here's two coffees, Marciessa, which on my farm, I have one lot of Marciessa. So that's one coffee field of the variety Marciessa. Red honey is a process. It just happens the lot three and the lot four from the same farm. They're two different pickings from two different times. They both have an 86.0 score. One of them has, both of them have honey as the aroma, but one of them has baked bread as the flavor. And the other one has uh, caramel and chocolate as the flavor notes on it. Same coffee, same field, picked about three weeks apart, processed the same way on the same drying patio by the same people, and they have the same number score, but two completely different flavor profiles. Uh, so you just take that. And what do you do with that? How do you, how do you, there's no way to predict that. Last year, the cupping notes on the same field were completely different. Uh, and so then you take that coffee and I roast it just to say two different levels. Uh, and so then now I've got the, I've got those two coffees are now four different flavors from two different coffees. And then you turn around and do it in a V60 or an aerial press or a French press, or you take Jen's espresso machine. You can just go crazy with that. And then you factor in the, the screw up factor. You grind it wrong or you brew it at the wrong temperature or you steep it too long or you steep it not enough. You know, everything affects the flavor. And that was, that's what makes it so amazing. That is for me, it makes the pour over process a little more frustrating. Because it takes about nine minutes to boil the water, prep it, pour it, and brew it, and everything. So if you screw one up, now you got another nine minutes to get a you know a different cup of coffee. But uh, now, like when I uh, Richard Sands talking about water, the burr grinder does make a huge difference, but the uh, the water makes a massive difference. But we used to have a well water. And it tasted pretty good. And I made coffee with that for years. Uh, 
the yoga chaff is is just a really great coffee. I've enjoyed. I've never had a yoga chaff that I didn't like. The uh, the Limpira Natural. Uh, the only one I haven't liked is uh, is the Limpira Natural. My wife would drink the Natural every day, all day. She doesn't because it's a more expensive coffee. Uh, she doesn't want to drink our most expensive coffee. The natural is not my favorite. Uh, I definitely agree with Richard on that. Uh, the natural Limpira is not. Uh, the Ica 2, I, I like quite a bit better. But out of all of our coffees, the natural is our biggest, most popular seller. Uh, so the majority says they like it, so we keep producing it. But it's not my favorite coffee. Uh, my favorite coffee used to be the Limpira Red Honey Process. But the last three years, I've, I've had a really good canal-washed Limpira. But these last two years, my very best coffees were the washed Marciessa, um, the honey Marciessa. Both of those had uh, different pro flavor profiles, but good cupping scores. And, and then the Perinema is always a good solid coffee. Uh, and is really a versatile coffee. You can take that uh, washed Perinema. It's low acid. Makes a great espresso. Not as good of an espresso because of the low acid. A lot of people like the acidity in an espresso. I don't. And so for me, it makes a good coffee in the espresso. But uh, you have to really get the roast level a little bit darker to make the espresso pop a little more with the perinema. But, uh, man, I drink seven or eight pots a day or seven or eight pour-overs. And... Uh, I'm trying to fight a yawn. Uh, that those are my two favorite two coffees, the Marciessas. And uh, I'm going to roast my first batch of the uh, P3M, which is a Perinema. Three means the third cutting of the year. And the M stands for Melado, which means a uh, honey process in Spanish. Or Melado means honey. So it's a red honey processed Perinema. And so not this Monday, but the next Monday, it should be online. I want to roast a couple batches of it first uh, before I put it online, but it is an 88 plus point coffee. And so it'll, it's going to be a good coffee to have on and we're going to make sure Andrew gets some of that pretty quick. Yeah, it matters where your well water is. There's a well here at the house we live on. There's also a 50 acre cattle ranch that, you know, we, they've got cows just right here on the, on the property. And so there's 50 to hundred cows running out there and there, the fence for that is right over the top of the well. So there's pretty much no way I'm drinking that. But, uh, I, I don't think I paid, it was less than $200 for the reverse osmosis with the light and, uh, and it's got three different filters on it. I'll have to get it out and look, but it wasn't super expensive. And it doesn't look complicated to hook it up. So uh, I'm going to get it hooked up and see if it makes a difference in the taste. But whew, it caught me. Uh, I just used the water that you get from Culligan right now. And that's working out pretty good. Uh, the natural is hit and miss. Some people, everybody loved the, uh, that uh, Marciessa. Most of the people that... Uh, it, it was the best, it was the highest coffee for quick reorders of any coffee we've had. 
Uh, I think we've put nine or 10 coffees online so far and people kept reordering it. They would get it and then they would reorder it pretty quick. And that's why it all sold out so quick. But, uh, and then we just do a small lot the first year. So next year we'll probably have a thousand, 1200 pounds of it, uh, just because it did so well. And, uh, if everybody likes it, we'll keep drinking it. And then I'm going to get to, uh, or we'll keep producing it. Um, and we're going to do more anaerobic fermentation this year and see if we can't get those, uh, those tasting a little bit better. We did some, am uh, and I don't know if you guys know what anaerobic fermentation is. It's where we put it into a, we're doing experiments. So the first year we tested in five gallon drums, five gallon buckets, and you fill it completely with water, I mean, with coffee. And then you put a one-way uh, air valve on it, like they do in wine. And you put uh, water in that, so it lets the oxygen out, but doesn't let anything back in. Uh, and so that, that coffee's putting off gases and stuff. So all those gases can go out, but it won't let oxygen in. I, yeah, I think I said that right. Uh, and so then we did a couple of those. And then last year we switched over to 55 gallon drums. And so we've been doing the anaerobic fermentation with that. Uh, the 2024 crop is gonna, we've got a thousand gallon tank. And so we're gonna do a, a big load of the anaerobic this year. But we had, we did the coffee side by side. So I took a lot of coffee that had been picked and I split it up and I fermented some of it regular. And then I did a 55 gallon drum of it, uh, the anaerobic fermentation. The uh, cupping scores, these were lower cups. They were both, uh, but I think it was just the day we picked it and stuff wasn't that great. So the stuff we fermented normally was an 83 and the anaerobic was 83. But uh, the uh, flavor profiles were completely off the chart different. Uh, with the two coffees. So one of them had chocolate and caramel notes and the other one had citrus and fruit. So two completely different ends of the spectrum from the exact same coffee picked on the same day, same, same, same. Uh, so the anaerobic fermentation is giving us different and more unique flavor profiles, but it's so far it hasn't helped us in the cup. So it'll be something we just have to learn over the next few years. Yeah, that's the hardest for me. I don't experiment a lot with the grind. It seems like I found a couple of grinds at work. I'm doing 3.5 on my aerial press. I do six on my pour overs. I do uh, an 8.5 on my French press. And I do a two in my K-cup. And I drink very low K-cups. But, uh, and those are on those, I can't think. It's spelled <clears throat> M-A-H. L-K-O-N-I-G. They're Malcolin or something grinders. I've got a couple of them that are GH2 and a couple of them that are Guatemalan 43s. They're called EK43s. So you can Google EK43 grinder. And so uh, the one thing, I uh, they go zero to 10 is the scale. And so that's the scale we're using. When I say number two for K-Cup, and roughly a four for uh, the aerial press. It's actually a 3.5. So when I say that, 
the bun grinders, the bun GH2s and GH3s that we have, those are all, and I think that's a, I don't know if it's a GH2 or GH, I hate that. Everything's opposite. That red grinder you see behind me, I think that's, I don't know if it's a GH2 or GH3. The thing I don't like about some of those is they have pictures on them instead of numbers. And so we have to, we color code the, to, to make sure they're grinding the same as the other ones. But <clears throat> the, the bun GH3s that we have, uh, one of them is for flavored, one of them's for dark roast and one of them's for decaf. And the straight up specialty coffee, I use the, I don't know if you can, if I can get off the, yeah, you can see it's coming out of the green screen. That's our bank of seven grinders that we have here that we grind with. Uh, and so, you know, each one's a little bit different, but those, uh, those German grinders are very, very exact. And so six on one is six on the other. They're, they're very exact. So we had to like uh, toy around with a little bit to make sure that six on the, uh, the German grinder, the six on the EK 43, we had to figure out where that was on the bun GH two and the bun GH three. So I think, uh, Billy's bean barn that was on here just a few minutes ago, he just got his first GH two bun. And, uh, he's been using the, uh, Barraza virtuoso is the one he's got. And the virtuoso is great, but I think the virtuoso goes on a zero to 20 scale. So he's going to have to learn how to pair those up because he's been selling coffee and grinding on the virtuoso. But you know, I'm not made out of money, but I've learned my lesson on buying cheap stuff and trying to get away with it. I do a lot of trading, but uh, so I haven't bought every grinder that I own, but it's it's. Once you sort of decide that's going to be your business, you're going to have to get something that's going to hold up. I've had some of these grinders for three years, you know, and they, they hold up pretty well. And I've yet to buy a, better, a set of burrs. Uh, it's luckily, I've been lucky so far and been able to trade around enough that I get something new coming in every so often. But definitely, you know, if you're looking at a grinder and you can go something close to 200, I'd say get one of those Barraza grinders. Uh, if not, there's a lot of good grinders in there. Six is my magic. Richard is talking about on a zero to 10 scale. Uh, six is his magic number. That's mine too. It's a very versatile. I use a six for a lot of stuff, especially in my pour overs. The, uh, the, the aerial press, I take it down to 3.5 on that zero to 10 scale. And so I'm going to try to, uh, I'm going to try to do some pour overs on next week's podcast and, uh, and see if I can't uh, get a few people, maybe get a few baristas in here that, uh, might come on with us, uh, definitely get Jen back on again and see, uh, see, uh, I think she had said she had another aerial, uh, another brew method. She mainly does espressos though. And if I had an espresso machine, I liked. That would be my go-to. I would, I just bounce between that and my, uh, the Barras, the, uh, Bonavita Clever. It's a pour over with a valve on the bottom of it. Uh, I would do that in the espresso, you know, the aerial press is awesome, but it's a little more labor intensive. 
Uh, and when you're working, you know, taking 10 minutes off work to make a cup of coffee is not, uh, not smart. And then I'm going to take 10 or 15 minutes to drink it. Uh, I like to sit and drink my coffee. I, I love coffee, but I love the experience of sitting and drinking and enjoying the cup of coffee just as much as I do anything else. And so, and I'm not sure if Jen is still on or not. I was going to ask if she's ever roasted, but, uh, you guys can see in the background off of this shoulder here, this is my uh, Fresh Rose 700. And then right beside of it is an Agtronics uh, Coffee Pro. It's a humidity tester. And then here is the Big Daddy. That's the laboratory uh, tester. And so they, uh, we've got three of those, uh, the handheld ones. And the guys will carry those out and they'll do tests. And when they start getting to about 13, I know when they get about 15% humidity, then they start bringing them into the lab, uh, cooling them under a fan for 10 minutes and running the samples through the uh, laboratory tester. And you're going to get an exact, you know, when to pull it off the patio because I wanted it exactly off the patio at 13.1. And so that'll give us a, a lot closer time on that. And then we start that cooling down process. And then we start the 90 day aging of the coffee after the laboratory tester says it's ready to, to be out of the sun. And so that's one of the quality control things we do, but we, uh, you know, I try to get the best equipment that we can afford. Obviously there's, I could have a probat roaster for my samples for 10 or 12 or 15,000 instead of the Hucky for maybe two grand. And for y'all that don't know, that's a Hucky 500 T it's a sample roaster. And then here in the lab, I have the, you can't see it that well. But I have my, the first thing is my espresso machine. And the second thing is the little Hucky 500T. So I have this exact same sample roaster here in Honduras. And the green screen behind me is Honduras. And that's where I sit and roast most nights or drink my coffee most nights. Um, and that's my view. You can't see the mountains in that view, but um, that's something else we're looking for. Somebody that's really good with computers because I want to tie the security system up on the farm uh, to my web page. I wanted people to be able to find the, uh, uh, to be able to watch the farm and to be able to watch what the workers are doing at different times. Uh, and I often do that. I pull up the security camera when I'm homesick and, uh, and, and just sort of watch the guys and watch the girls select. And I've got one security camera that just shoots out into the farm. And so it's pretty fun. Oh, I can see somebody walking out there now. But yeah, I, I watch them when they're selecting. Somebody's been on the back porch eating. There's somebody's food bowl out there and got some of their junk laying on the porch. They left the back porch light on. So uh, even the guard likes to sit on the back porch and just watch, just watch the view of everything. But guys, uh, it was a great night tonight. We had a bunch of people on. There's a bunch of people still watching. Uh, if you can share this with friends, that's the only way we're going to grow. Uh, the Instagram account is where I'm sort of focusing on a lot of stuff right now. So we're trying to grow the Instagram for sure. And I've been putting a lot more videos on Instagram. Uh, I'm going to post a, a list of where all the podcast is. So if anybody ever wants to go back, but these podcasts will be on Legacy Farms Coffee. Uh, 
on Facebook, Legacy Farms Coffee 2010 on Instagram, Legacy Farms Coffee 200 on YouTube. So uh, thank everybody for coming on. Somebody new just popped on. Can't see who it is, though. Uh, but yeah, thanks, guys, for doing that. But like us and share us if you, uh, if you feel like it'd be interesting, uh, somebody would feel it, uh, uh, be interested in watching us. Uh, if you ever want to be on or you know somebody that's in coffee that would like to be on the podcast and talk coffee with us. Uh, and there's no stupid questions. Uh, uh, Jen was new tonight. Uh, uh, Mervis new tonight. There's a couple of new people that popped on tonight. Uh, guys, Phil, there's no stupid questions. Ask me anything about Hunter and Life, about my dog, uh, just anything. Uh, I'm, I'm happy to answer any kind of questions. Shoot me questions, you know, on Messenger or whatever afterwards. But yeah, do uh, do uh, send me a friend request or uh, follow us on Instagram and uh, send me questions and let's let's talk. I I have a lot of uh, time. I I'll a lot each day just to answer questions and talk to people. And my phone number's on the webpage. Give me a call, you know, sometime, and we can always talk coffee. But I really want to build the podcast. I enjoy doing it. But thanks, everybody. I'm going to log off tonight. I've got a, I'm going to work till midnight and then uh, then go to bed. But I really want to start brewing uh, Andrew's coffee and uh, try that tonight. And, Andrew, thank you so much for sending me that coffee. I've, everybody's walked in today. I've had it out, laid out, uh, telling everybody about it. Uh, and Sunday, I'm going to uh, – Andrew also sent me uh, some green back. And so I'm going to uh, – uh, after church on Sunday, I'm going to come in and, uh, and roast a little bit. But, Jen, if you get time to drive down from Wichita, uh, I, uh, I've got a bunch of samples from Coffee Kind I'll send you home with. And if you've got friends that like coffee, I'll make sure that I send plenty for everybody. So your first visit, you won't have to buy anything. I'll take good care of you. And uh, I look forward to it. But uh, you guys join us next Wednesday. I'll go ahead and tonight I'll post the link for next week's thing. Uh, and we'll uh, hopefully see you guys again. But thanks. Thanks, everybody, so much for being on. And we will talk to you soon. Good night. <laughs>